0: This is the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cohn france If you would like to support and be part of our community, you can start by visiting zennovascotia.com. We have this wonderful character, Manjushri, the embodiment of wisdom, the, uh, the bodhisattva of Wisdom. And the way that he's usually portrayed is sitting, he's riding on a lion, kind of side saddle, and he has a sword in his hand, and it's up, and it is ready to go. And with it, he's going to cut through delusion. I don't know if he's going to charge in on the lion or if he's going to jump off and do his thing and get back on. It's not clear. But it's this very powerful... Image and it's, it's, it's a moment frozen. You, know, you can see he's raised the sword. He sees exactly what needs to be cut. And we hold him there in that moment just before he slices. And so we, we come into this uh, practice in many ways, if we have any background in Buddhism, with an idea already of, of what wisdom is. It's this, this thing that, that brings this diamond clarity. Right? It has a sharp edge. But there's another tradition of Manjushri, which I've mentioned before, which is to portray him as, as a, an ordinary monk sitting in zazen, just exactly as we do. And there's no sword, and there's no lion, and there's nothing special at all. That's his expression of wisdom. It's completely non-threatening. Uh, it can sometimes be a little intimidating, because he's the one person in the room who's sitting all the time. Uh, so you might feel some pressure. But it's not as if there's a, an imminent threat of having your delusions slice through. We've reached the seventh awakening of great beings, the seventh realization of adults. And Dogen writes that the seventh awakening is to cultivate wisdom. It is to listen, contemplate, practice, and have realization. I think it might look on the surface as if it would be easy for us to talk about wisdom. Wisdom is one of these key words in Buddhism. Wisdom and compassion. These are the two footsteps of, of Buddhism, It's wisdom and compassion, wisdom and compassion. What are you doing in your Buddhist practice? Well, I'm cultivating wisdom and compassion. What's Buddhism about? Wisdom and compassion. And it's funny because when we say these we often have no idea what either one is. But they sound good. Do we know what wisdom is at the beginning? Do we know what wisdom looks like? We have an idea of what we think it might look like. For some of us, the word wisdom might conjure up some more realistic version of Manjushri kind of glint in the eye. A kind of sharp seeing. And for others of us, wisdom might bring to mind someone who has just aged very, very well. Someone who, maybe through no intention of their own, has somehow outgrown the prejudices of their youth and has Emerged in old age as someone who is gentle and tolerant to a degree that Their younger self could never have anticipated It happens all the time But if we're coming to this practice if we're saying that We should be cultivating wisdom We're coming to that from the outside. Which is to say that we're looking at this idea of what we think this is supposed to be. And very likely we're getting kind of stuck from the beginning. To aspire to have wisdom is to immediately be stuck in your idea of what that would look like. It's, it's like so many things. It's like imagining what it would be like to be much more intelligent than yourself. Right? But using your own intelligence to picture it. It's a very limited idea. I, I, can, I think I can picture that, but at the same time, hope maybe I'm just smart enough to understand that I'm kidding myself. I don't know what it feels like to be smarter than me. This is as smart as it gets, as far as I'm concerned. And yet, I have met people who I knew were that. I just didn't know what it was like to be them. It, it can be jarring. Or, or it can be like being a parent for the first time. If you've never had children, you almost certainly have a clear idea of what you think a good parent is. Right? You can picture it very, very clearly in your head. And you imagine that, well, I will just do those, I will play that role. And then you get there and you find that you don't know anymore. when you're right in the middle of it the question of what is a good parent is overwhelmingly complicated and from the outside it looks so simple the Buddha said monks if you have wisdom you are free from greed that's an interesting starting point and of course we can just flip it we can say monks if you're free from greed you have wisdom a kind of wisdom which is to say and and I'm going to say this a few times tonight approaching wisdom with our target set on wisdom, is a bad idea. We have to sneak up on it. We can work on not having greed, because we actually know a little more clearly what that looks like. We know what it looks like to let go. He continues, you will always reflect on yourself and avoid mistakes. So he's talking about this as being a kind of caution, a kind of cautiousness. Thus you will attain liberation in the Dharma I am speaking of. If you don't have wisdom, I love this, if you don't have wisdom, you will be neither a follower of the way nor a lay supporter of it, and there will be no name to describe you. I, ha, yeah, Buddhism is full of this there, there are these, these moments Dogen does it Dogen's reporting of the Buddha it, it's uh, the idea that that there's not even a category for you <laughs> is, is a, a fairly heavy insult which seems so harsh because we're being told that we should work at this thing But then he's saying, if you don't have it, I can't even talk to you. Indeed, wisdom is a reliable vessel to bring you across the ocean of old age, sickness, and death. It is a bright lamp that brings light into the darkness of ignorance. That image I'm going to say, is backwards also. Wisdom is not a bright lamp that brings light into the darkness of ignorance. Ignorance is the state of having your eyes closed in what is already a very bright light. There is nothing that we are being asked to see that is not visible to us. There is nothing that we are being asked to notice that is not clearly presenting itself. This is the whole thing. So if we imagine wisdom as a kind of flashlight, I think we miss the greater point. We don't need a flashlight. It's it's very, very bright. Reality always has the switch turned on. Right. But we can shut things out. It is an excellent medicine for all of you who are sick. It is a sharp ax to cut down the tree of delusion. And here we, we come back to this idea of something that's sharp. Something that is, is almost aggressive in its clarity. And it's a wonderful image. This idea that that, that there's this, this, this deeply rooted tree of delusion and that you can chop at it, that you can actively chop at it, is a very powerful image, it's very inviting and and that can be a very useful thing to carry but I want to suggest also what is not written here which is that you don't have to cut down that tree you can also just starve it, you can let it wither and you can let it die and you can let it fall wisdom doesn't have to be a kind of act of aggression it can be just just stepping back thus you can deepen awakening through the wisdom of listening contemplation and practice listening contemplation and practice this is a set This is a set that comes up over and over and over, the three Chinese characters for this. They show up everywhere. And what he says is that these three things are wisdom. This is critical. It's, It's critical that we understand that we're not being asked to go through some sort of curriculum so that we emerge wise. Wisdom like anything else is an action. It's something we take up and it's something that we choose even if we choose it from within our own confusion and our own delusion. So you listen And you reflect on what you heard, and you put it into action. That's the cycle of wisdom. It ends with practice. It doesn't end with the wisdom that leads from practice. It's not a subtle distinction. And so cultivating wisdom suddenly looks like practicing humility. They look so similar that it's a little suspicious. If you are illuminated by wisdom, even if you use your physical eyes, you will have clear insight. I love this because when I, I imagine kind of the cartoon version of wisdom, I think of it like a laser. You know. That it's a and and that it's maybe that my third eye suddenly becomes <laughs> Apparent, you know, and I can see things that other people can't see. And, and there's this, this uh, not just, just clarity of seeing, but that somehow I know what to do with what's there. Right. Almost like putting on 3D glasses. Oh, that's it. And no one else is wearing them. So you're seeing the thing that no one can see. And you know that you're seeing it as it was intended And the Buddha says, if you are illuminated by wisdom, your physical eyes, your normal everyday eyes, will do just fine. Because in reality, in everyday practice, it's not so much like a laser. It's, it's more like a really wide lens. It's the capacity to see a lot, not to to focus so clearly that you burn a hole in something. The opposite of wisdom, depending on how we're talking about it, might be delusion. Delusion being a story that we've convinced ourselves of. But the other way of talking about it, which is just as common, is confusion. It's a little bit different. Confusion is just simply being lost. I have a teacher who talks about how being lost is the whole point. And for me, that speaks to this idea, this question, of what it is to cultivate wisdom. He says, if, if you're a little bit lost, if, if you're lost in the, the way that the, you know, the man in a TV show is lost, you're not really lost. Right? If you're saying, no, 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 I don't need to look at a map. No, I, I've, no I've been here before. I really do know this street. I'm going to figure this out. That's not being truly lost. That's delusion. Right? When I've many times had the GPS tell me to go somewhere, and I've said, that is wrong. It's wrong. I know it's wrong. And I'll defy the GPS. (laughs) And 20 minutes later, I find myself exactly where I was, because I had to get back there. And this "This time, I'm going to follow the GPS. That's delusion. But there's another way of being lost. Which is when you know, without any question, that you are truly, truly lost. There is no more awake experience in your life than that. when you look up and realize that you have no markers for what you are doing. Nothing that you thought should be there is there. You don't know how you got there and you don't know how to get out. In the clarity of that, Of understanding that you are completely and utterly lost you become illuminated by wisdom because for the first time you begin to really listen and to really look and to really notice what is happening around you and you adopt that wide wide lens You stop looking just for 54th Street, which was an obsession up to now. And you start taking in the whole map. And you start thinking, I don't even know if this is Nova Scotia anymore. (laughs) You start to see not just the streets, but the birds and the people. You start wondering if you can do that thing where you lick your finger and find out which way the wind is blowing. You wonder how soon it will get dark so that you can look at the stars. Anything to orient yourself in the world. When you have no ground to stand on at all. You become fully activated. and your journey really begins that's where we confront confusion and that's where we let go completely of our delusions about what we know or don't know and what we see or don't see and we start to get a little taste of this thing called wisdom in the panic of our ignorance. I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit ZenNovaScotia.com.